Hi, I'm Harriet, a mental health professional and educator, and this is Dawn Breaks, the podcast all about finding hope and maybe also healing after reaching rock bottom. This week I'm joined by Mel and there's two things I want to mention. One is that we're going to be talking about the pandemic and the second thing is that there is a little bit of fruity language in here. So I just want to warn you in case you're sensitive to that and that you're aware that that's going to happen. I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to this week's episode of Dawn Breaks and I am so excited to welcome the lovely Mel today. So welcome. Hi there. Thanks for having me, Harriet. You are so welcome. How do we find you today? Well, you can find me on my Facebook business page, which is called Making Social Media Work For You. Hold on one second. How are you? (laughs) Rather than how do we find you? Sorry, I didn't explain myself. I'm just so used to people. Do you know why? It's because I'm so used to being asked these questions. Yeah, no. Yeah, how are you today? (laughs) fantastic darling very well good I'm glad to hear it yeah good I'm excited about this conversation so yeah good really good so Mel you know a little bit about how the podcast works but just in case anyone's listening for the first time what I don't do is give you a big introduction (laughs) like we nearly did there instead I like to start kind of quite naturally in a way that people might meet you if they're just meeting you kind of down the pub or somewhere so Instead, I like to start at a time when things might have been quite difficult for you or potentially you were feeling quite hopeless and then maybe we'll move forward to the things that supported you and helped you to get out of that and then where that's led you to now. So, I mean, is there a time that you'd be happy to share with us that you were feeling, you know, particularly low or feeling a bit hopeless in yourself? Yeah, I would say there was two instances. The first one was 2009 when the economic crash happened um, and I was living in London at the time which I totally loved and ironically I was working in banking that caused this collapse right. in the first place and that felt very very uncertain hmm. because to you know if anyone doesn't know living in London isn't cheap so you know it's expensive to live in London and the problem with that whole economic crisis is places were not being loaned money so it didn't matter if businesses were saying hey can you give us a loan this is the project we're going to work on please give us the money so we can go off and do it banks didn't have the money so the power source that could give everybody money had gone it it just spread throughout the whole I mean obviously it happened all over England but from talking about it being on my own doorstep it was terrible you couldn't get a job it was just a very very uncertain time so that was my first time and then my second time is which i think we can all relate to this virus and i'm now living in sunny grand canaria which i love amazing but a survival tourist and obviously it's the most weirdest thing to live in paradise and no tourists it's very 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 strange and so, yeah, my, you know, it wasn't that my boss wanted to, but he just had to let me go because not making enough money. So 
that again in itself was very uncertain because I, I you know, I'd followed my heart, followed my dream, loving where I live, but then living in paradise thinking, oh my God, I'm a foreigner in a foreign country and what am I going to do? And there's no tourists. And all of a sudden you feel like you've worked so hard to get your dream. And then you feel like it's just going to be snatched away through no fault of your own. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying that for violins, you know, look, I'm in paradise. I'm not asking for the sympathy vote here. It could have been a lot worse. And that's why I want to relate this to everybody because everybody around the world is going through whatever stress they're going through. You know, no, none of us have known this before, none of us. So those really are the two most uncertain times of my life. Yeah, it sounds it. And I think I can definitely relate to the uncertainty of the virus and how that has been for everyone. You know, myself, I lost all of my self-employed work essentially at the beginning. And then that kind of led me on to starting my business and doing the things that I do now. So I can fully relate to that real challenge. And like you were saying about just getting your dream, just getting to a place where you were so happy to be in Gran Canaria. So that must have been so difficult to get there and then nothing look like how you expected it to be. Yeah, you see, the thing is, like, you know, when we were locked in our houses through lockdown, because the Spanish lockdown was intense, like you, the police were everywhere and they, you know, they would find you if they wanted to. And I remember sitting in the house and just looking outside the window and thinking, how ironic you know I used to look outside the window in England wishing for this life <laughs> and now I've got it and and you can't have it and it's making me sit inside a house right and it felt you know we've all gone through the feelings we've gone through I would say in that time of lockdown I went through the whole range so I went through the anger I went through the frustration I went through the uncertainty, the fear. You know, you're a foreigner in a foreign country. Like, is this going to be now where they throw all the Brits out? Like, then because the jobs I've always done in Gran Canaria have been super, super sociable. You know, I've always been chatting to people all day long, living in the sunshine. I don't know being indoors. The only time I was indoors was going to bed. And to be sat looking at the same four walls. And also, which again, we can all relate to, not only the uncertainty of what's going to happen, but the uncertainty that I think all of us have been through is not knowing when it's going to end. Right. You know, at least if you know, oh, okay, well, we've only got a month or however long they say to go of this, mm-hmm. then you can go, well, there's an end in sight. But because we're all sat there and nobody, nobody in the world knew what this was going to, to do and what the repercussions were going to be. And also as we all know (laughs) when you've got time to think your mind goes crazy of course yeah yeah and I mean scenario yeah and I think you had bravely pushed out of your comfort zone in order to go to Gran Canaria and then it's all of that kind of self-doubt that comes in because you haven't Mm. you know it hasn't gone the way that you thought it Mm. would and was this a bad decision because you're having to deal with a situation that nobody knew or could have anticipated and we're all dealing with it in real time as well so no one knows no there's no experts we're all figuring it out as we go and it's it's really challenging and like managing those emotions and I really agree with what you're saying about being 
alone with your thoughts mm. like that's really hard for a lot of people you know and I think most people at some points you know everybody at some points it's hard to be alone with your thoughts but mm. for some people that's huge as well oh, yeah and like yeah. you say to be inside looking at this kind of dream landscape oh. where you've wanted to be for so long and you've worked so hard to get there and then just not be allowed to you know what I'm going to tell you something now and it might sound really like melodramatic but hey it was my life and I have no shame in this at the place where I was living at the time we had this really nice balcony and the sunsets were stunning and I got to a point where I literally didn't want to look at the sunset now you would go what are you doing you live in paradise why are you not going to look at it that would be something to look forward to mm. for me it was like no because I'm in paradise and I can't go out into paradise I can see it I can see mm. it and that was excuse my friend a head you know this isn't nice you know I'm here I'm I can see the paradise outside this window and I cannot go you know it is it is really it's cruel in a way isn't it I know you said at the beginning that's for some people they're thinking oh you know she's in paradise why is she complaining but it is like being you know you've got a beautiful you're starving hungry and someone's put a gorgeous plate of food in front of you but you can't have it. You can only look at it. You can smell yes. it. You yes. can be. You can look at it. Yeah. But you can't actually have it. Yeah. And that's actually sometimes that's even harder and and does mess with your head. You know that. Yeah. You're you're there. You want to enjoy and experience all this gorgeous environment, but you're not allowed. And it's it's yeah torture. It sounds sounds horrible. It was horrible. And the thing is, it was day after day after day. So mm. I literally just didn't look outside the window. You know. I just, I just didn't want to know. It was like, what's the point in looking at it? Can't do anything. Can't go out. Can't enjoy it. So, I mean, we're obviously not at the end of this scenario. No. <laughs> we, we don't know what the kind of, you know, how how much longer it's going to be. We've got, you've got plans and hopes for when it's going to be, start to come, get back to normal. But, but what's supported you, Mel? Like, what's helped you cope with this? Because it's been a, it's been over a year now, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm sure there are some things that have helped you kind of keep that thread of feeling okay in yourself at points when it's been really difficult I wonder what they might have been the big thing for me was keeping my mindset positive now I know that anyone who's into the law of attraction they know all this stuff anyway right and you hear the words keeping high vibe and all of that but in a situation like this where we're all on our knees and we're all like oh my goodness what you know what's going to happen I literally had to work at my mindset. So when tourism started to reopen last year, you know, none of us knew what was going to happen. And, you know, I'm not going to lie, and I can say this, not feeling like I'm bashing on Britain by any means, because I'm from Britain, but things were great (laughs) until Boris said, you Brits are going to have to quarantine when you get back. Right. Because on that week where all the Brits had come out, you would come out in the face of knowing you are not going to have to quarantine because Spain was on the safe list, yeah? Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, you knew that that was like, because there's going to be lots of people now who cannot do quarantine, they're not going to come. And so you didn't know where it was going to go. We knew we weren't going to go into lockdown. We knew that, I always knew that. There were rumours of, well, you know, we're going to go into lockdown. And I knew we wouldn't because Spain had been so so brutal with it I was like there's no way they're going to do that again and so I kept my mind positive so obviously 
everyone was depressed. Everyone was like, oh my God, we're dead in the water now. The British are not going to come because obviously that's when it was their season anyway. If times were normal, that allotted time was the British season. So everyone was fed up. Everyone was really down. And I just kept saying, my, my catchphrase, even my boss used to say it to me because everyone was down. And I would always say, we keep going because the yeah. airport is open. Yeah. You know, we don't know how many are going to come here. We have no control over it. We know it's not going to be normal. And if we have to shut, we have to shut. You know, even my boss, it was horrible because you could see businesses in the center where we were working. One by one, they were starting to close and it was getting closer right. and closer and closer. And my boss just said to me one day, maybe I should shut. Oh, and I, I just said to him, I said, look, it's your business. I can't tell you what to do. Because I just so people know, I, I was the PR. So my job was to get people to come in and drink in the restaurants. That was my job. You know, and there you are looking out into a centre with hardly anybody there. And he said, maybe I should shut. And I said, well, look, I can't tell you what to do. It is your business. I said, but this isn't a lockdown. I said, so you shutting now is a personal choice. And if you have to, you have to. But the police are not telling you to shut. Legally you are allowed to stay open. I said, so, I said, I can't promise anything, but I'm in lots and lots of Facebook groups about Gran Canaria. Mm -hmm. I don't know where this will go, but if you want, I could create posts and then we go off and I put these posts into the groups and hopefully it brings tourists to us. And it kept his doors open for months, literally kept his door open. That's amazing. And what I learned from that when you say, how did you keep going? I kept going because I didn't want to sit in my house again. Yeah. I didn't want to do that. And I loved being social. And yes, I knew he was never going to get lots of people in his restaurant because those were not the days we were living in. But we knew there were some tourists on the island. So what kept me going was I didn't want to sit in the house. And like I say, keeping positive. So working on my mindset, you know, like, I'm not going to lie, I would get up every morning and the first thing I would do was check if our airport was open. What a weird yeah. world we live in, you know? Right, right. <laughs> our flight is getting here, you know? So that was very uncertain. So the, the whole keeping my mindset positive was, when I say that, I want to put it in some form of context. So staying positive, look, I'm not, I don't want to advocate staying positive in a very negative world because that is actually doing yourself a disservice. When you feel bad, feel bad I want I want everyone to honor their feelings when we were in the deepest part of lockdown I would never say to anyone have a good day because I felt that that was such a horrible thing to say so I would always say to people have a day if it's bad honor the bad and if it's good that's a bonus but I am not going to say have a good day because I don't know how you feel I don't know what you're going through so just have the day so for me, when I say keeping my mindset positive, it was even though tourists were being allowed, we knew they weren't going to be coming out in their masses, trying to keep myself positive to do the job because it wasn't my default setting of a big happy smile on my face because I wasn't legitimately <laughs> feeling that. I was, I was happy that I was bumping into tourists, but there weren't many around. So mm -hmm. I was trying to keep buoyant for them as well because they've come on holiday, the last thing they want to see is someone like, uh, you know, all miserable. So I'm keeping myself positive on both sides of the fence here to keep myself going, to try and keep the boss's business going, to give the customers a nice time. 
yeah and just working on on myself really finding out what made me happy in my own personal life not just the going to a job that mm. yeah I really like what you've said there because you were talking about having a positive mindset and something that sometimes comes up is that people talk about toxic positivity oh. don't they and I love that you've completely hit the nail on the head there that you've said I was positive but I also felt the feelings and I let them be there like and you don't expect yeah. everyone to have a good day because yeah. we are going through a pandemic and people's feelings are going to go up and down and you can't paint a smile on every day it's not good for us no. but what we can do is kind of find the small things that help us and help us to put a brave face on and feel positive yes. but also take it gently and if you're having a bad day then that's okay too and it's okay to feel the feelings so I really love what you said there so I think it's really important that that you that people don't try because the the pressure becomes too much especially you know at the moment with everything going on it's impossible to be positive all the time I can't be positive all the time you can't no. be positive no. you know but we can we we both come across as people who are upbeat and yeah. positive but yeah. it is you know it's something that you work at it's not something that it comes naturally every day you know yeah. I don't know about you but I don't necessarily wake up every morning in a absolutely amazing mood and sometimes exactly. I have to work to get there exactly and you know the thing was as well like people would they would get a little exasperated with me as well out here they'd be like oh you're always so happy and I go no I'm not but if I'm going to turn up to work and go oh, the day's crap and we can't get the tourists that we want anymore then guess what we'll get more crap yeah <laughs> I've got to yeah. stay focused I've got to go right I'm going to give it my best shot and what will be will be you know but if I'm coming in with this oh it's all crap then more crap's going to keep turning up you know I think you're right and it and it really has a ripple effect doesn't it in the sense of like how you impact the people around you like if you go in with a smile on other people are going to smile back at you and they're going to feel a little bit better and that ripple effect yeah. really matters whereas when we go in and like into a workspace or a space where with with other people and we're in a bit of a downer that then spreads yeah. through other people as well so yeah I mean as much as is possible it's just good you know even if working on going in at neutral that's sometimes something that I do if I'm having a really hard time I just try and go in to spaces where I'm going to meet people as neutral rather yeah. than being really positive and I think that's really spot on what you've said there about you know it's really important to try and, and bring the most positive experience and especially for you in you know in the tourism yeah. environment that you you yeah. want your customers and the people who are coming to your boss's business to be happy and enjoying themselves and if if people are, are unhappy they're not going exactly. to exactly because you know what yeah and that's what I would say to people so the workers out here granted would be upset and I would always say to them guys put yourself in the tourist shoes yes there are not many but they're here, the, we've got some here, right? And every time I would speak to the tourists, they would always say, we're so glad we got here. And they would always see what an impact it's had on the island, because obviously it's tourism, so they would, you know, they would say, this yeah. is so sad to see. Equally so, they were just so glad they'd got to the island, you know, because there's so many hoops they had to jump through. Yeah, I, I would always say to the workers, guys, they've gone through so much crap to get here. We owe it to give them a good experience. The least we can do is give them a good time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's really interesting what you say there, actually, because I think there's a real mixed opinion that I've come across with people where some people think 
you know, going abroad is irresponsible yeah. because of the risk. It, when we were allowed, of course we're not at the moment, but yeah. when we were allowed. And then you've got the other half of it, which is I really love that you're showing the other perspective, that there's all these people that this is their livelihoods and we support them yeah. by going yeah. abroad on holiday and supporting these business owners. And actually by us not going, that's their livelihood that's at risk. And so there's this whole other perspective that would be really easy to miss because we're not experiencing it because we're in the UK or wherever people are where they don't, you know, they wouldn't necessarily normally spend their holidays. I, I really love that you've shared that because it just gives another another way of thinking about it that balances that a little bit because it does seem, you know, unfair to resent people who are prepared to make the effort and, and take you know the risk to get, look, get on you holiday. Just, you've just reminded me of something. I became a little bit of a, people used to laugh at me because as I say, there are tons and tons and tons of groups about Grand Canaria. And obviously people were coming in these groups, trying to gather information. What's it like out there? Should we book a flight? Should we do this? Should we do that? Um, and obviously they were coming in with all the, you know, all these questions they needed answered. And it caused huge divides, huge divides. And people mm. would jump on these, say, that's irresponsible, you shouldn't be flying. And I would literally go into a lot of these groups and say, guys, this is not me telling you to travel, but I am telling you from a British point of view what my life is like in Spain yeah. right now. And I'm putting these posts up, because yeah. I would go in there quite often, and I would say, I'm putting these posts up because I see the questions that are being asked. And where mm. would you rather yeah. get that information from? From a news reporter in a London studio or from someone living on the island saying, my day looks like this. And these are the rules that Spain have given yeah. us. I said, where do you want to get your information from? But I would always say, I am not here to advocate travel. If you do not want to get on a plane and fly, that is your choice. But yeah. equally so, if someone does, they should be enabled to go on a plane and get a flight if they want to. I'm not supporting one yeah. side or the other because it's a very, very personal choice it's really important that you've said that actually I think because and I love that you're you're talking about it on social media because I feel like it's so easy online for people to jump oh. on judgment and kind of criticism of other yeah. people because they feel well I don't really know but I imagine what's going on is people think there isn't so much comeback it's not like saying it in person but I mean, how I feel is that if I wouldn't say something in person, then I shouldn't be saying it online. Like yeah, if you couldn't look at that yeah, person in the eye and say yeah. that, but there are so many people who do yeah. do that and it can make social media, Facebook, Instagram, wherever, it can make it a really uncomfortable oh, yeah. place. And especially for you when you're just like, you're just trying to support people yeah. and help people out. And also in terms of like get as much business for 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 your boss as you can yeah. and, and do your job essentially and then for that you're getting potentially a lot of backlash and judgment from people you know do you know what was funny and I didn't do it for this reason I did it because I care right and I loved Grand Canaria before I lived here and I was putting myself in their shoes so I was like oh my god I if I was them I'd be asking those questions because let's face it all of you guys knew the lockdown we'd had so you are going to think, well, hang on a minute, even though I might be able to book a holiday, can I leave a hotel? Can I do this? Because I, I would think that, of course I would. So it was funny because I started putting the posts up, not to advocate travel, but to say, I am a British person 
living in Grand Canary and this is how my day rolls. So if you want to know what my daily life is like, how I go about my day, wearing the masks, the hand sanitizer, the, what, what can I do? What can't I do? If I'm in a hotel, can I leave the hotel? Like I said, I am telling you this information because if I was you, yeah. I'd want to know. What you do with that information is up to you, right? And again, I would always say, I am not advocating travel. Yeah. Don't start bashing, right? What I noticed from that is I had no ulterior motive with those posts. A lot of workers laughed at me as, as well because they would say, oh, you know, you're like the uh, you're like the ambassador for Grand Canary. And I went, <laughs> I said, the thing is, I know if I was them, I'd want answers. Yeah. It's a big leap to suddenly go on a plane and wonder if you're a hotel. Of course you're going to want to know. Yeah. Of course you are. You know what you're doing, what you're going into. And so I had no end goal with what I was doing with that. I had no ulterior motive. I was just, I'm a British person. This is how it's been. This is what's going on. Gosh. And what was happening from that, people would send me private messages on Messenger and go, I've been seeing your posts and I'm so grateful for what you're putting up because we are thinking of coming on holiday, but we're so uncertain. Yeah. And then they'd start a conversation with me and want to know some things. And I would always say, guys, I put them up just for information. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not telling you to get on a plane because if you don't want to get, whether it be here or anywhere, like yeah. if you don't feel safe, then don't do it. Yeah. But if the government say, and you see, this was another thing that I got to the point of saying in my posts. I said, I don't want this bashing to go on because at the end of the day, it's the governments that are making the call, not us. Mm. we're just joe blogs in a facebook group right? that's all we are just joe blogs in a facebook group the government are making the decision on who is going where yeah right so, so quite frankly us little joe blogs in a facebook group means nada because if sanchez says to joe, boris johnson this can happen and vice versa he's saying yes the spanish can go as well they're the ones with the power yeah so you bashing someone else on whether they're going to go on that plane is irrelevant because it's not going to make any difference is it it's not no. going to make any difference at all yeah exactly and that's a really and valid point yeah and what was interesting was when I did speak to the tourists that did get here they all said the same thing they're so I mean obviously okay it's paradise so it does sound silly to say but they said they were glad they made the decision to come even though it was quiet even though it wasn't the Gran Canaria that they were used to, they were just glad that they did it. Mm. And they said what you said, there's huge divides going on, people are getting bashed. And they went, you know what? We're so glad we did this. It's interesting. And they felt safe in Spain. They felt safe because Spain had been so strict. Right. Yeah. So there's that element too, isn't it, about feeling safe, I think, essentially, isn't it? And I, I suppose so many of us during this time have had a so much uncertainty and and what that ultimately comes down to is that that triggers our feelings of not being safe you know that comes from yeah. from childhood or wherever but but actually yeah. that's what it comes down to isn't it about feeling secure enough feeling safe enough in yourself and interestingly we're going right back to how you were talking about feeling when you were in lockdown about you didn't feel that safe because of being vulnerable going out there making those decisions and then actually not being sure for a little while that it was going to mm. be okay and I mean you know things are opening up aren't they and things have moved on yeah. since then 
I mean, right now, obviously, there's no tourists here. So it is just, it's horrible. It is horrible to see because, you know, you're just so used to lots of happy tourists being here. And it's sad. It's very, very sad. But it is what it is. And, you know, you can't sit there playing the victim. You have to just look again, going back to what we just said in the conversation, you know, honour your feelings. I do have days where I feel really, really angry or I still feel really, really like, oh, I can't believe this is going on. Not just for myself. No. And, and I think to myself, people should be able to come here. And enjoy it. Mm. People should be coming to these islands because they're so beautiful. And I get all of that going on. But at the end of the day, I can't control it. And I think what I've learned in all of this is to release what we can't control. We've got to learn to release because the more we hold on to it, of this is not right and that's not right. You're just going to just go nuts. So wherever you are in yeah. the world, <laughs> and if you're listening to this podcast right now, release whatever you feel yeah. is so unjust because you will send yourself insane. I love what you've just said there because there's something so powerful about being able to release things that we feel really strongly about. And it's really okay to have strong feelings. You know, I have strong opinions about certain things, but ultimately it's not helpful if it starts trapping you, if the feeling starts squashing you. It's only helpful when it's supporting you. And I think those feelings, sometimes we can want to have so much control over whether it should be one way or another that, like you say, it can just, it, it almost becomes constrictive, doesn't it? And, and actually that release, that surrender is what allows you to move through the feeling, through the difficult feeling and move forward to a place where you can actually do something about it. And again, I love what you said there about being a victim or not. It's that sort of powerless to powerful thing, isn't it? Where all the time you're being determined that it has to be this outcome and this way, you're actually almost not allowing things to happen. And if Mm. you have, you keep your mind open and think, and like you say, surrender or release, to what's going on and how you're feeling and then let things mm. come as they're going to come and then actually ultimately you're going to find a way through which may be not possible to have even seen before yeah so yeah and I also I want really, to say really as well that. that I was very human so as much as I'm saying about keeping my mindset positive I have had so I mean I have said very very openly to so many people on the island I've said to all of us who live here I have no shame in saying I went to a very dark place I did I'm usually a very buoyant, bubbly, yeah. go, you know, go and have fun girl. And I have cried the most I've cried this year, which I think a lot of us have. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, and yeah. that's why I'm saying what you were saying earlier about this toxic positivity. I'm into the law of attraction and I'm into, you know, what you put out into the universe is going to come back. And I'm, I'm really into that. I so am. But I'm also into saying... If you need to cry, punch the pillow, or just hold the cat, or <laughs> you know, phone a friend, or have a yeah. rant, like, mm-hmm. you've got to do it. You've got yeah. to do it. You have to. Yeah. I mean, essentially, emotions stand for energy in motion, mm-hmm. don't they? They're mm-hmm. meant to move. They mm-hmm. should be moving. Mm-hmm. And when we don't let them move, when they get stuck is when they hurt us or they make us sick. Yeah. Um, and you are so right in what you're saying is yeah. that if the feelings are coming up, let them be there. And that's how you move through. Yeah. You know, I can I can relate to that in real time. For whatever reason, the last week I've been in a bit of a funk and I 
didn't try and pretend it wasn't happening. You know, when people said to me, "Are you how, how are you?" I was I was honest. I was like, "I'm not actually in a great headspace at the moment," oh. and and that is okay. You know, that is fine. And 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 now I'm you know four or five six days later, I'm feeling much better. And it wasn't that it was anything yeah. drastically wrong. It's it is sort of more kind of getting a bit weighed down by lots and lots of small things and then yeah there's a way through but I needed to feel it I needed to not pretend like it wasn't going on and I needed to let myself be in the funk but the point is I didn't unpack I didn't stay there I didn't settle down there okay I I let it happen and then I've gone okay I'm feeling a bit better today let's get out let's do some things that are going to make me feel better because I don't my mind my energy isn't going to get me there by itself so I'm going to do some things that I know make me feel good and whatever that might be Mm. and it's not to say that it's easy to do that it's not sometimes you know you sometimes we want a good moan and we want to stay in the funk and we want to stay down there (laughs) it doesn't yeah ultimately it doesn't serve us for very long does it you know being the victim isn't fun for long so yeah I I really agree with what you said there and thank you for sharing because I just it's so great to just be honest about the Mm -hmm. fact that this is hard I don't know what the outcome is going to be but I'm this is what I'm doing and I'm feeling okay about it and this is me making the best of it and it has been hard and I have had difficult times but you know you're coming through it and you're coming through the other side and I love what you said about the things that supported you as well because that positive mindset is a really good useful tool and it Mm -hmm. really really does help Mm -hmm. and I agree with you and that sort of talking about what you're feeling feeling your feelings and being okay mm-hmm. with it not expecting other people to be in a high vibe place when you know yeah. we're all having a hard time you know it's okay everyone's just going to be where they're going to be and that is okay yeah. yeah so I just think that is really really great are there any specific practices or things that you do I mean I don't know if there's anything specific there might not be but things that you find that you do regularly that just help keep that mindset in a good place I'll tell you what I did do. And okay, people are going to go, because obviously it's paradise, isn't it? As soon as I got out of the house, I went nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, freedom. So I went a little bit crazy. And um, I enjoyed what I had even more. So I would go down and have a paddle in the ocean because I hadn't seen the sea in three months. I've lived here nearly three years and I'd seen the sea every day. So I just wanted to be near the sea and going for a paddle was nice and feeling the sand in my toes and the sun and just embracing everything about paradise and just just knowing that I could be in it again so that was lovely embracing nature because I would always give everyone laughs at me but I do like to hold the palm tree so you know go and enjoy the flowers so you know that was intensified by a hundred you know because I was already doing that but then obviously when that got taken away I was going yeah yeah what other rituals music is a big thing for me I love my music so you know getting lost in the music having a little foodie love that thing and I find it hard to do and I know that I've really got to work at this letting my mind rest because I'm all on the go I'm always do 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 which sounds crazy because obviously the Spanish are very laid back but with things that I do with my life I'm always like on the go and thinking up things and I'm I'm learning that it's okay to actually have a blank mind. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh my goodness, yes, it is okay. Yeah, no, I, I completely get that. I, do you know, I've had people say to me, 
I cannot meditate. Like, I cannot slow it down. And I feel like you might be one of those people like, what? I can't do that. (laughs) I'll be honest with you, I haven't done it in a while. And and when I do, I love it. But it's hard. It's hard to quiet in your mind and it takes practice. Well, look, we already know because of social media and all of that, that people are, you know, just talking all the time. But it's made it even more so because it was the only way of connection people had. Yeah. It's very hard sometimes to just, you know, I mean, people laugh at me saying I'm always on the phone and I am. So it's like learning to go, put it down, shutting that off for a bit. Yes. Let my mind rest, gain some inspiration, you know. So there's that. And I know it sounds cliche because everyone's saying it, but enjoying the simple things because we just took it all for granted, didn't we? You know, obviously the freedom's the big thing, isn't it? Just enjoying things that maybe didn't, feel like a big deal before but now you're like wow wow this is huge that's really good you know because obviously it got taken away and now you can do it so I think I I think what I'm trying to say is just enjoy the moment because I'm always planning I'm always thinking about what's going to happen further along the line and let's do this and let's do that and instead I'm allowing myself to go you know what right here right now is really good and I'm going to enjoy this And it's really profound. It sounds simple. And like you said, it sounds like a bit of a cliche, but actually it's because it works. And there is something so important about being able to slow down enough to appreciate what is going on around you, the beautiful scenery around you. And, And that doesn't matter whether you're in Gran Canaria or in the UK or wherever you are, there's always something of beauty to find. Sometimes we have to work a bit harder than you, but it's still there. And it's just, it's just smelling the roses, isn't it? That old expression about taking time to smell the roses, but that idea of taking the time to just look and listen and use your senses and take in what's going around you and it doesn't we don't have to be living in next week all the time because ultimately we are only here we can only control today right now this moment we can't control next week yet and and we will get there and it's not to say don't make plans of course we we need to do that and you do that but it is really important to take time and actually that's where my best inspiration comes for ideas I'm I'm 100% sure the podcast idea did not come when I was really busy it came while I was asleep or something (laughs) you know it's like if you don't give yourself the breaks you don't have the curious creative play space to have your best creative ideas and and that's when that's where the magic is you know know. what this is this is funny I feel like I need to say this so when we first got freedom I would go and enjoy the sunsets because that might sound like well yeah but because of the lifestyle I led out here I didn't get to see sunsets because I was always working at sunset time so I would go and enjoy them and in all this craziness right of hand sanitizer masks and all this shenanigans that's been going on I remember one night sitting there and looking at the sunset and it was absolutely glorious it was just out of this world and it's going to sound a bit morbid but you know many 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 years after we have gone the sun will still come up the sun will still go down the rocks of Grand Canaria will still shine brightly you know and we won't be around and other people will be enjoying it and it sounds really morbid well, in that moment and one of the sunsets that I was I was looking at, it got me thinking about the mad conversations that were going on in Facebook groups about what you were saying, people bashing them for going away and all the rest of it. Yeah. And I just thought to myself, do you know what? You can't put a mask on the sun. Yes. The sun isn't going to put hand sanitizer on. 
know, the sun isn't going to go into a frenzy about whether you've stayed on your own patch or gone on a plane and gone over there. Like the sun's just doing the sun. Yeah. Right. And I just looked at that and put all the madness of the conversations I'd had in Facebook groups behind me. And I just thought, Mother Nature is just being Mother Nature. Yeah. It's us humans that are going so loco. Mm. Like we are going so nuts. And the sun will still come up and the sun will still go down. That's so true. Because that's what it does. It's so true. And I had a moment of clarity there. It was like, it's us that are making this. I love that. I love that. Because nature is the consistent, almost like the parent, isn't it? It's like the parent of of humankind, like the consistent parent that continues to get up every day, continues to, you know, nurture us through sunlight and whatever. Yeah, I love that. It's such a nice analogy. The reason I thought of that was because when Spain reopened to tourism, obviously all these rules were in place about hand sanitizer and the wearing of masks yeah. and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then different countries have come over with their different ideas. And so then there's all these conversations going on in Facebook groups where countries are saying, well, we don't do that, we do this. And, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So all this pandemonium's going on. And I just sat there and thought, do you know what? The sun doesn't give a rat's ass about... <laughs> <laughs> no you're right you're right nature's just doing its thing you know and and we're just we're running around busy 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 running rings yeah no I completely get what you're saying there yeah. I completely get that yeah. oh, I love it so tell us about I know that work has moved on a little bit for, for you now yeah. so tell us where it's taken you because I think there are lots of people <laughs> who might be really interested in what you're doing now do you know what? Isn't it funny how life is pushing you? We, we always hear these things, don't we, where life is pushing you in a certain direction yeah. and you don't know because you don't know what you don't know, you don't know. So as I said, I had been going in Facebook groups, I'm promoting my boss's business and then I had another business approach me and steal me because mm-hmm. um, they saw what I was up to and they said, we are going to give you access rights to our Facebook business page. You can put up whatever you want to put up about what we're doing. And as we know that you're in all these Facebook groups about the island, literally do your thing. (laughs) Because the thing was, there were tourists on the island at that given time, but the footfall wasn't there. So it was pointless for a business to have a PR there because there's no one walking around. So you had to go and find them. And there were the money from a business point of view the money was in the Facebook group mm. period so that's what happened there and then obviously like I say he had to let me go so when I got home I was like oh because I really was loving the job and I was like oh what am I gonna do and I just again like what I'm saying about letting your mind just rest and gaining some clarity and all of this and I just thought to myself I love social media like I love it and I've seen the power of it because in six months of being a PR online instead of being a PR dealing with the people walking under my nose I'd learned so much so much and especially when the guy said well then you can have the admin rights to the Facebook business page like go off and do your thing kind of thing obviously within reason like you know again I learned from that And again, I'm not saying this to brag, but I I want to give this as an example because it's the power that I learn. And if you are a business owner listening to this, listen. (laughs) (laughs) The power I learned was going off and finding tourists via social media, which was unique. 
And so I would be sometimes at work and people would come up to me and they'd go, are you Melanie? And I'd go, yeah. And I knew exactly what they were going to say. And they always said, we've been watching you on Facebook. This place looks really good. We should come and visit it. And I was, do you know what? I became a little bit of a celebrity because they were like, we love your post. <laughs> and we were doing things and we didn't know what was going to be open on the island. But every time we go onto Facebook, there you were telling us what to do. And do you know what? That just made me chuckle because I just thought, doesn't that go to show the power of social media? Yeah, it really does. And another lesson yeah. it taught me is you have to be consistent. So I would be talking to lots of business owners out here and obviously they were fed up and I'd say, How's, you know, how many times are you posting in the groups, you know? And they'd go, mm, maybe twice a week. And I'd go, you might as well not bother. You might as well not bother because guess what? Your competition's posting every day. Right. Meaning me, right. meaning me, I'm right. posting every day along with lots of other businesses out there posting every day because they know they've got to work harder for their customers now. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I learn all of that and more. I just had this moment of clarity when I realized that I had no work and I was like, okay, times are really crap. But you know what? I love social media. I absolutely love it. And what I'd learned as well by doing social media for so long and being so out there is basically my business now is I call it making social media work for you. Okay. What I do is I teach you how to use the social media app. Mm -hmm. My unique selling point is, and especially women, is being visible and dealing with all the yuck Uh, that is going uh, to come up about mm -hmm. being visible. Because mark my words, there's going to be lots. (laughs) Because as women, we are so over-analytical, over-critical, she's better than me, she's been doing this longer than me, who am I, oh I look a mess, don't ask me to go on video, I'm not doing that, you know, and there's all these things that we as women hold back on, and because I'd been so out there, because it was my dream, I wanted to survive in Grand Canaria, so I didn't care, as far as I was concerned, I was like, I don't care, like whatever's going to happen here people, we're going to do it, because I want to stay in Grand Canaria, so there was that driving force behind me. Mm-hmm. But then when I was like, well, actually, I can use all of that that I learned in that yucky time and now help women who have businesses. And I have seen the transformation in so many of my women. Like, I know that it's going to bring up yuck because being visible, it takes a lot out of you, especially when you're promoting your business, which is you. You are the business. Yeah, your brand. Yeah. It's your baby. Mm-hmm. You don't want people slating it and leaving nasty comments and, you know, just being horrible about it. And also as well, you know, again, for the creatives of the world, you know, I'm coming across a lot of people who they love to create, but they don't want to market themselves. They just, they just want to be left alone. (laughs) I just want to do that. I, I, even though I'm an outgoing person, I still have feelings of you know not being good enough yeah we all do and so what I do with my training is I only have them for a month and I put you in a private Facebook group and I literally am your biggest cheerleader 
And I always say to them, because they're always excited to start the training with me, and I get it because they've made that decision, right, this is it, this is where I'm going to start being serious about my social media now. And even though they're excited, I always say to them, do not be alarmed, but there are going to be parts of this month where you don't like me because I'm going to push you. And when I was thinking, how long should I make the training for? I went for a month because I could see when I was promoting for my boss, how if you do these things every day and you are consistent, it's powerful. Like you can get great results by being consistent. So I thought a month is adequate. It's absolutely adequate because if and I another reason I chose a month was I thought of course I could have you know as from a business point of view I could have made it longer I could have charged more money of course I could but the way I saw it was if I only have them for a month that's going to put the rocket up their backside because when they're going please don't make me do that I don't want to do a live I hate doing lives I'd be like you've only got me for a month <laughs> yes it's time to make the most of it you do a live and you keep doing these lives and you can practice the hell out of them in the private Facebook group and you can do them where the sound isn't correct and the camera's the wrong way and you know the lighting might not be the way you want the lighting you can practice to your heart's content in the private Facebook group because no one's going to laugh at that they're all training they're all doing the same thing as you no one's going to pull you to pieces and the transformation I have seen uh I love it I love it I actually had a teary moment last weekend and I could see all my girls doing their thing on oh, that's amazing but it was just it was lovely because I know it sounds easy if I was to say to anybody now go and make yourself visible on social media sounds easy doesn't it put some posts out do a few videos but if you're going to do that every day it's, a lot. it's going to trigger you <laughs> going to trigger you so I'm there. It's really interesting you say that actually, because it does, you know, especially having your own business, you don't really imagine when you start having a business or you create a business that so much of the stuff that you're going to have to work on is your own mindset. You know, you think you're going to be yeah. creating products or whatever it is you might be doing, but so much of the work is on your own yes. mindset, what you think you're worth, what you, you know, what value you perceive you can ask for, all of that stuff yeah amazing and also this is why i've called it my business making social media work for you i am outgoing bubbly wacky quirky funny i've trained quiet girls mm-hmm. way. i'm gonna say to a quiet girl go and do a video that's really wacky woo like they're gonna go are you not that's not me but then equally so their community will be like what's she on like <laughs> what's she doing <laughs> So you have to show up in a way that's good for you. That's why I called making it making social media work for you. And we have to do it in a way that feels good to us. Mm-hmm. People are on social media all the time now and they can tell, they can smell when something's off. They can see when someone's trying to be something that they're not. Yeah. You know, we all know the smoke and mirrors that goes on on social media. We don't need to go down that road. Yeah. But what I do is I teach the women to show up as themselves, deal with all the triggers mm-hmm. because the triggers are going to happen mm-hmm. and they're going to be different because mm-hmm. what, what works for me might not work for you and vice versa and there's going to be something along this journey that go you go oh I don't like this Mm. and when we hit that road and therefore I don't like this moment and help you through it um and what I'm really proud of is I've got two girls at the moment who are training with me this month and they're in what is a very heavily saturated industry and they are flying like their sales are coming through left right and center they've blown up all over social media and I that's why I had the teary moment because it was like oh my god that's amazing that's 
totally worked out for them. So they're happy, which is what you want. But also, in a way, that's helping me now when I'm going off and talking to other women of the world and they're saying, oh, you know, so many women now who go, oh, I'd love to do whatever it is they want to do. And they'll get excited for like 10 minutes and then the glaze comes over the eyes and then they come out with the words, but I'm not going to (laughs) bother because so many other people are doing it. And I go, but they're not you. They are not you. And this is the thing. And this is why when small businesses do well on social media, they have tapped in to their community. They've tapped into making friends of their community showing them real selves like what you said the highs and the lows not coming on all wonderful going oh I start the day with the green tea and sitting on the mat and it's all wonderful but having a knockout if that's what you do but nobody's day is perfect and so I encourage my girls to just show up and if it's a bit of an iffy day don't be ashamed to say it's a bit of an iffy day because the your community are going to warm to that. Yeah, absolutely, you know? absolutely. It's like mothers. I've had a lot of mothers that I've taught, and especially with the doing of the Facebook Lives. And they're like, which again, we're all in this boat together. They would all say things like, oh, I can't do, I can't do Facebook Lives. Like the kids are always at home, obviously, because it's locked down. And the house looks like World War Three. And I'm like, and? So does everybody else's home. <laughs> it's true. It's relatable. It's real. Um, exactly. And then, you know, if my demographic is mothers as well, I always say to them, hang on a minute. If I was a mum and I saw another woman doing a Facebook Live and her kid wanted to sit on her knee, I would warm to that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would go, oh my God, that woman's doing a live with a kid on her knee. I'm just taking it in a stride. (laughs) And that's really lovely. Girls, we're not reading the nine o'clock news here. You know, this is, and I always say to people, don't take the apps so seriously. Like, have fun, turn up on them, enjoy them, yeah. have fun with your community, engage the community, you know? And when people as business owners tap into that, they're off. Love it. Love it. Thank you, Mel. Thank you so much. I feel like we've we've gone a long way in that time and I feel like you've shed loads of really, really good stuff for people to kind of connect and engage with and find sort of, yeah, support yeah. And, and a way forward, you know, however that is yeah. sort of moving through the mood, however it is and however you've woken up in the day. So that's really, really great. Is there any sort of short but sweet last minute thoughts that you want to leave the listeners with or anything like that it's totally okay if there isn't I just like to give you space no that I have actually I've got I've got two two things yeah, go for it. one is for just your personal life and life in general as a whole which is what we've said in this discussion today be kind to yourself honor the feelings don't push through the crap If you wake up and you know that no matter what happens that day, it's going downhill and it's just going to be horrible, then don't try to be all buoyant and be like, oh, you know, it's all wonderful because you know what? We have bad days. But like you said, don't unpack and stay there, but honour it. So that's what I want to say about your life in general. Who is moving into anyone who has a business? I'm going to leave this statement, which I out on social media every single day because I believe in it and I see it work it's worked for me and it's working for my clients which is this be visible be consistent and when I say consistent every damn day consistent not when you're having a good day and then crawl under the rock for the rest of the week right you have to be consistent every day 
and you have to grow your community. If you as a business owner do be visible, be consistent and grow your community, you will have a business. But you have to be doing that like a machine to keep that wheel just going around and you'll grow a business. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much, Mel. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you if they want to continue the conversation? I have a Facebook business page and that is called Making Social Media Work For You. (laughs) Um, And I put up there daily tips on what to do as regards doing your social media and, you know, how to overcome all the crap, really, and just how to just get out there and, and brand yourself, really, and get the wheels in motion. I have a Facebook group for people to just get to know who I am. This isn't for people who are training with me. It's just for you to come in. And again, I'm sharing information in there. And that is called Rockin' My Social Media. And you can find me on Instagram, which is melanie.whittaker6, number six at the end of it. And that's the three ways of finding me. Perfect. Thank you. Love it. Thank you, Mel, so, so much. I really appreciate it. It's been been a real joy. So thank you. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this week's episode. Remember, you can get all the show notes on our website, which is dawnbreaks.co.uk. It is such a pleasure for me to hear from you and hear what you've enjoyed. So if you'd like to do that, you can do that via the website or you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Otherwise, take really good care and you'll hear from me soon.